Welcome to the Million Vegan Grandmothers podcast. And today I have Sweta Kanapan. And can you pronounce that for me just in case I mispronounced it slightly? Your name, please. Sweta Kanapan. Great. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here today on our podcast. Dr. Silash Rao touring India and doing some beautiful work there uh, brought your presence to the Million Vegan Grandmothers and is really absolutely um, gifted energetically by the work that you're doing in community medicine. Um, I just need to see your whole face a little bit. I can't quite see the bottom. There we go. Thank you. So I read a little bit of the website of, of the physicians that have come together and the professors, and you're a professor of cardiology medicine. And in your community hospitals, you also have a teaching facility where you're teaching physicians how to how to um, heal, really, how to how to promote. I, I noticed there's yoga and naturopathic medicine and plant-based medicine. And so it's not just a community where you're taking care of other communities that need support in poor um, areas that don't have any healthcare, but you're also teaching physicians how to do this work in a holistic way. So thank you for your work. It's amazing. And it has such a long outreach. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how this came about? Um, and actually, I'm overwhelmed and uh, humbled uh, by your invitation to be part of this uh, global work you're doing. And uh, I'm uh, going through the website and the kind of work you're doing. I feel uh, very minuscule and uh, I don't know, it's just a drop in the ocean probably which we are doing. And it is a great honor to be invited to be part of the uh, uh, climate healers and the million uh, vegan grandmothers community. Hope I would be able to contribute in future to this uh, community in a small way, if possible. So with that, uh, myself, I'm uh, Sweta Kanapan, and I've specialized in public health and lifestyle medicine. And I'm, uh, I have a keen interest in uh, non-communicable days right from my um, undergraduate days. And I have been trying myself trying to uh, have a healthy lifestyle and this, uh, I thought, should be beneficial to the patients and my uh, the community as well. So uh, with this interest, I got involved uh, along with teaching public health. I also got involved with the uh, cardiovascular uh, health promotion uh, through the preventive cardiology de department headed by Dr. Rajendran, who is equally and if uh, more uh, passionate about uh, preventing heart problems rather than uh, treating them. So. Uh, we, uh, together, uh, we are involved in uh, primary and secondary prevention of um, cardiovascular health problems. And uh, one of the key features of our programs are promoting a whole food plant-based diet. Along with that, we uh, promote physical activity, we do stress management, we uh, tackle uh, sleep problems, uh, substance abuse, and social connectedness, which we call the six pillars of uh, lifestyle medicine. We see to that all our uh, programs, all our patients and the community uh, who we target have a holistic uh, healthcare uh, targeting all these uh, six pillars of uh, lifestyle modification. 
Beautiful. Well, you're a river. Your river is pouring into our oceans, not just drops, that's for sure. And what really moves me about your work is that I'm also a holistic um, nutritionist. And I see so much symptomatic treating and labeling. And I'm reading a book right now by a doctor I really love called The Myth of Normal. And what we do is we hold people up to how they should behave and we give them a diagnosis of mental health, but we don't get to the core of all of the different things that brought them to their coping, they're adapting to life, whether it's addiction, um, you know, whether it's a childhood uh, wound and then the combination of, of putting toxins in their body that, you know, really is very hard on their gut and their brain. And you're addressing all of those at once. Their, their disconnect to their social community, their inability to know how to eat properly, their inability to know how to soothe their mind in a natural way that helps them heal. You're addressing all of that. So thank you very much. Yeah, as I told you, it's the passion and uh, uh, we try to have a healthy lifestyle and that's what uh, makes it possible for us to talk to our patients because we know the positives and negatives of uh, and the challenges in adopting a healthy lifestyle. So since we, uh, we follow one. So when, when uh, we are into this, uh, we know like where are the challenges and what would be the obstacles for our patients. And we uh, do not, as you said, we do not treat the diseases. Actually, we, we get it from the patients as to what their needs are and what to this keep, uh, possible for them uh, in, within their limits, within their uh, cultural beliefs, their community from which they come from. All these factors are considered uh, when we talk to our patients and uh, try to help them out in uh, bringing a healthy lifestyle. So that's the whole point, as you said, uh, treating them holistically rather than targeting on the disease. Beautiful. So how many hospitals are you a part of as a professor of cardiology medicine and all the other outreach work you do? And, and can you tell us how, tell our listeners how you um, how many people that you're impacting daily and how many communities and families and mm -hmm. okay so um, let, let me start from what we are doing in the hospital so I belong to a medical school which has a hospital attached to it so uh, we have uh, patients with the high risk of heart disease coming to us and patients with heart disease who come uh, get admitted so this is one population which comes to us. So those with high risk for heart disease, well, um, after uh, get, get, I mean, uh, giving the, um, getting the treatment from the cardiologist, we are a team of uh, preventive health physician, um, social worker, psychologist, physiatrist, uh, yoga and naturopathy specialist. All of us come together and uh, we uh, counsel the patient on the various aspects of lifestyle modification. So that's one thing. The other part is uh, patients who come with a cardiac ailment, who come get admitted with uh, heart disease, let's say a heart attack. So what we do is uh, right from the day they get admitted in the intensive care unit, we have start the rehabilitation process. So the rehabilitation focuses both on physical and mental health, uh, but the key component here would be physical rehabilitation with the help of the physiotherapist and uh, diet counseling, along with the uh, focus on uh, psychological well-being and um, some um, um, within other yoga and naturopathy also being part of the team. So that's one thing. And uh, 
with this, uh, we don't stop with this. Uh, our focus is that people should not get into heart disease. So people who are asymptomatic, who are having a high uh, family history, like the family history of heart disease, who are at risk into getting into heart disease. So they are our main focus. So primary prevention is key for us. So we have a, a cardiac uh, master health checkup program uh, where we uh, diagnose heart disease at its earliest, uh, uh, the risk of heart disease at its earliest. And then uh, again, uh, we try, uh, we give a holistic uh, care and continuous and sustainable care. So we follow them up once they come to us, we follow them up continuously and see to that they are adopting a healthy lifestyle. It has its own challenges, but still we do not, uh, you know, uh, we are we, we along with these challenges we are not like we we don't get uh, upset we just try to go ahead and then uh, overcome these challenges and see what we can do for them so this these are some of the programs which are going on in the hospital uh, in the community we have uh, we do some kinds of programs like uh, uh, targeting uh, schools you know school, uh, school is the place where the change has to start children are the key focus because they are the future of the nation and uh, when we uh, create a community uh, of healthy children they i think will be the future of any nation so we have programs in schools colleges industries uh, where uh, health education intervention is the key uh, component of our uh, programs and uh, we have an adopted village where we do heart health promotion so we target uh, families and uh, where there, we don't stop just with educating them. We also look into how we can bring about environmental changes. So, and a change like, for example, creating a favorable environment for them to uh, exercise. Uh, so, those kind of opportunities and uh, uh, um, facilities we try to provide so that they uh, they live in a community which is uh, uh, which helps them to adopt a healthy lifestyle, promote kitchen gardens. So, these are some of the interventions which we do. Apart from that, now uh, our next focus is on targeting women uh, because women uh, are at high risk for heart disease and uh, which we are not aware of. So many of the women think it's heart disease is uh, for men. So and uh, another point is that when women are empowered, they are the key or the heart of the family and the community which they live in. So we thought that uh, during the process of uh, educating them about their risk for heart disease we would also try to uh, empower them as uh, agents for change for their families and for their community so that's the next program we are looking into and uh, uh, some of the other uh, aspects are as i told you like uh, um, tackling pediatric obesity like which is a growing problem in india and across the world as i i think so that is another thing which we are looking into because uh, children are at high risk for heart disease because they have many of the metabolic problems like obesity, early onset of diabetes and hypertension. So that is another aspect which we are looking into and uh, uh, starting out uh, clinics and uh, outreach activities to help those uh, at risk for uh, these uh, metabolic diseases. It's amazing. It's it's so outreaching. You know, like it, it, it. I feel when you when you said that you don't get frustrated. And that is the problem, you know, if we live in a judgmental attitude that they're just not making the changes, then we tend to get frustrated because we're judging as opposed to saying, 
this is a community issue. This is a global issue that this is a, this is, we're all kind of victims of a system that misinformed us. And so what it is, is it's bringing back the memory of truth that we know how to live in a, in a, in a, in a healthy body and with a healthy mind and a healthy community. So it's basically restoring truth and love to a community on yeah. some level through education, but also through um, caring for those people, for these people until they know what to do for themselves, but taking a systemic view. I used to be a social worker. And, you know, one of the things that our professors used to always say to us, is children were not born in a vacuum. So mm. when we bring children to therapy because they're having a disorder or we put them on ADHD medication for attention deficit, we're seeing them as a vacuum, but we want to know what's going on with their body, mind, spirit, community, family, you know, and that's what you're doing. So thank you for that. So tell yeah. us some of the great results that you've had, some of the changes in the communities that you've been part of. And what you've seen happen over the years. Okay, so one one of the aspects, like let's say the programs which we have been doing in the hospital, it was a great challenge initially uh, because uh, to first to develop a team uh, was the one of the challenges. But then uh, having a team of like-minded individuals, let's say a dietitian in the team, a physiotherapist in the team, a psychologist in the team, a social worker who speaks the same language, so that. So that's what, that was building that community under the leadership of our uh, cardiologist was uh, Dr. Rajendra. He, he took the initiative and uh, we built a good team. That was the first important factor. I would say a success because without the team, I don't think we can uh, you know, target, the, have an impact on the patients which we are looking into or the community uh, of um, relatively normal individuals which we are looking into. So that was the first important thing. So we had, we have a very good team of people, like-minded people who speak the same language. So then the second aspect is uh, getting them to know, get uh, create awareness about the preventive health programs which are happening within the hospital, which, which was, a uh, that was the first thing uh, uh, through various, through various social media and different ways uh, the, we tried to create awareness about the programs which were going on. Initially, it was a challenge to get people to come to the program. And once we had people coming into the program, uh, we see a huge, uh, whole lot of difference uh, in their eating patterns. The first, like, let's say, um, people started uh, taking, adding uh, one fruit for, per meal every day uh, from eating just one or two uh, servings of fruits a week. So that's what that's we started promoting what is good. So, so we see a lot of changes, especially people that taking um, more fruits and vegetables. So that was some uh, some changes we have seen in the patients, which is very difficult uh, to achieve. The other uh, positive uh, thing is uh, uh, in the community is. Uh, People, more uh, industries, more schools, more colleges are uh, want us to uh, give health awareness to the staffs, their students. So that is another positive uh, thing which we are seeing. So more uh, awareness on this aspect about preventive health uh, has been uh, slowly gaining uh, impact. So that is the, another important thing. Um, when I when I say about the uh, villages which we are working in, uh, it is still a challenge uh, because. Uh, when you know when people are uh, apparently healthy, they wouldn't uh, know the, uh, you know the benefit of uh, adopting a healthy lifestyle because they are not still ill. 
so that is one of the challenges when we go into the community so the uh, that is it the impact on the community is it to happen but i would say uh, in the hospital having a good team uh, people they are having more awareness and coming to us uh, for uh, identifying uh, the risk of heart disease trying to change their behaviors and uh, adopting a healthy lifestyle and uh, more uh, institutions schools colleges uh, and industries uh, wanting to have our programs are some of the successes which we have seen in the recent few years it's beautiful and so lots of indian people uh, in different regions are vegetarian but a lot of them still do dairy and it's making that connection also between dairy and heart disease and how is yeah. that going because i know that there was the myth of the holy cow and and that you know, that that could continue, that tradition can continue. But it, we know it's not true. And there's been some great documentaries that have that have revealed that over the last little while, um, okay. The Land of Ahimsa, and it's slipping me, Mother's Milk, Mother's Milk, um, uh, Makadu. Makadu, yeah. Makadu. And so we're getting to see that this impact of of animal agriculture period using animals in any way is not sustainable for the planet have you been successful in your campaigns making the connection between healthy me healthy planet yet yeah so to be honest uh, uh, i would say that uh, we we were promoting whole food plant-based diet and we do give plant-based diet for our patients uh, for the past few years but our focus was uh, entirely on the health benefits Okay, so mm -hmm. let's say if you have a health whole plant-based diet, your risk of diabetes decreases, your risk of heart disease decreases, your risk of hypertension decreases, your risk of obesity decreases. This was our focus, though its impact on environment was in the back of the mind. And uh, uh, Dr. Rajendran was like always, it, it was there uh, with him also, he was having uh, more of that thought. But then uh, in the recent past, let's say a few, uh, last one year, we had more opportunities to talk about this through uh, some of the programs which we conducted for uh, students uh, through the Physicians Association for Nutrition, where we talked about evidence-based nutrition there. Uh, we saw that among the students, when we spoke about uh, plant-based diet and its impact on environment, uh, students uh, took it better than when we spoke about plant-based diet and diabetes or plant-based diet and heart disease. So the reach was much better and that kindled our uh, thought. Like So I think this is the key factor which we have to promote amongst our students as well as for our patients. So we started looking into more of that. Though it was in the back of our mind, I think we started giving importance more on this aspect of uh, um, plant-based diet, its impact on the environment, more thought on that. And that's what uh, made us bring Dr. Silesh Rao to our institution. And they gave, a, I think, probably a life-changing talk to the students and to us. So, but it is, uh, I would say, your first initial, uh, uh, you initially you talked about Indians vegetarian, uh, being vegetarian, but still uh, dairy products are very popular among Indians. And I think it is more to do with uh, probably cultural and uh, fa cultural factors have a major role because it's always uh, from ancient periods, uh, you know, once uh, children are weaned from the mother's milk, the next they think is um, cow's milk is the next substitute because it is rich in calcium, and, uh, rich in protein. So that has been culturally uh, imbibed into us. So that is one reason, though majority of the Indians are vegetarians and uh, animal uh, 
products, I mean, like meat and uh, uh, poultry are less compared to the West. Uh, this part of it is like part of the culture and uh, I don't, and that's the challenge for us to address. So when we talk to patients about whole food plant-based diet, they're ready to forego meat, they're ready to go forego fish, but they're not ready to forego uh, dairy products, especially mm. the milk. And uh, that, so we are trying to now uh, look into, so, uh, uh, there was an eye-opening uh, uh, slide by Dr. Silesh Rao on how much of lactose intolerance Indians do have. So probably we are thinking that this has to be, uh, more evidence on this aspect has to be gathered and our patients have to be given awareness on this component. Probably that would make them um, change, bring about a change in our patients. Right. Yes, thank you. And I do see, I, I hear you say that, you know, children are children and adolescents and young adults are very interested in the environment and the impact of our food choices on the environment. But also, you know, the word ahimsa, you know, was founded in the tradition of non-harm. So as the grandmothers, um, we would really like to bring the message to all organizations that I think we need to include all three in that, human, earth, and animal liberation. And yes. the gift that that brings to the world and to ourselves, you know, not ingesting harm and suffering. So ahimsa meaning non-harm, which is said to be the most beautiful word. And one of the grandmothers from our, our community, Judy Carmen, wrote a book called Homo Ahimsa, who we really are, so that we're, we're becoming homo ahimsa, people of non-harm, as opposed to homo sapiens, sapiens, which used to mean intelligent <laughs> people. But we know that's not true. We have not made a lot of intelligent choices for humanity, for the animals, for the earth. So I'm really excited to see the development for your communities in bringing all three of those aspects together for for your for your people because the one thing i do know having grandchildren is that they get it they get it yes. on some deep level that we are that we're heading down the wrong path in every way yes. towards yes. the animals towards other humans and towards the earth and i think that bringing in all three of those pieces will always be a game changer and i think we're ready for it i think we're ready to talk beyond human health yeah and so I I'd, I'd heard you say earlier that some of the people that aren't unhealthy, they can't hear the message yet. And I get that because I completely changed my diet. I was already eating quite well, but completely changed my diet when I was very sick with Crohn's, went completely whole food, plant-based, mostly raw. And so that initiated the, the thought process of all the other things. But for all the people who are still managing to think that they're well, we can bring the environment and the animal aspect into it. Exactly. That's the whole point. So I would like to add that uh, Dr. Silesh Rao's session was uh, a game changer for us and, uh, and some of the previous sessions as well, but that was the game changer. So we are planning uh, to uh, involve uh, students because they are going to be the uh, future uh, physicians. And as you said, like it is uh, easy. They get the environment aspect easily. So we are planning to bring in uh, a, a, a health club where, or an eco friend, uh, eco club where, where students would be taking the lead and we would be taking the backstage. 
and we were going to bring about awareness on uh, plant-based food and uh, environmental health. So that's the pipe. That's in the pipeline. So probably in the next month or so, we would be starting one, and uh, that's how we are going to promote plant-based diet. And I think the huge challenge would be about dairy products, which we are we hope would overcome the challenge and uh, possibly move towards a healthier. Uh, patient, a healthier community and a healthier environment. Beautiful. I can see lots of screenings you'll be having a maca do, mother's milk, mm -hmm. and give them the milk back to the mothers. Thank you so much, Professor. Any final uh, comments or thoughts that you would like to share with the audience? So, uh, yeah. So what I would uh, want to conclude is like, uh, I think physicians, as physicians, we have a major role to play uh, as far as uh, climate uh, health is considered. So we have a huge role to play for the health of our planet. So it is, we have, a, it's like, uh, you know, uh, for the patients and for the community, when we talk to them about the benefits of plant-based diet and uh, um, on their health, I think we also should inculcate to them that, they also have a uh, responsibility towards the environment. So when they become healthy, uh, by, by adopting a plant-based eating style, they are also contributing to the environment, which I think the future, uh, they would leave a, the future a better place for their children and the grandchildren uh, who would also be probably see them and continue to adopt a healthy lifestyle. And, and I think that's the final message I, I have for all of them, the listeners, yeah. Thank you so much for your rivers of uh, kindness to the ocean and um, really appreciate your work. And I thank you. I, I, I got to go through the, and learn about the kind of work you're doing and how you came out of Crohn's uh, with your lifestyle and, uh, and then how that was infectious in bringing out such a huge work you're doing. And I'm, I'm already ordered the book you've written. And I'm going to read about that book. And, and I think that would also help us know and learn more about how we are going to heal the climate and change the world. Thank you so much for your work.